Hello and welcome to Legends of Tabletop. I'm Gavino Iglesias, author of uh, Zero Saints and Coyote Songs, and I am truly honored to be here today. Welcome, everybody. We're getting ready to uh, start our next day tripper session. It's been our most consistent game here over the last couple of months due to scheduling issues and other stuff. Uh, while we're waiting for Todd to get coffee, I want to throw out if you could uh, check out our sponsors. Of course, we've got Birds of a Feather Coffee. We've got our legendary brew uh, made by Legends Own Neil. Uh, it's roasted to order. They've, it's, a, it's a nice medium roast. Uh, it's very tasty. Uh, supporting them supports the show. Uh, if you order at Birds, you'll get free shipping. Uh, and uh, if you use code LEGENDS10, you're going to get 10% off your order. So I'm going to kick it over to Todd. He's going to give us a recap, and then we'll see what's going to happen tonight. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, uh -oh. <laughs> that, that last episode was a good one. It was a good self-contained adventure with a lot of mystery and intrigue and loose ends still left untied. You went out to the planet Caladina where you were just supposed to be scouting for some B-roll and locations for Silas Sardassian's Follow My Ass program. <sighs> Looking for some good camera shots and places to set up scenes, but instead you found that uh, this development of Floating City, which is being put together by X Investments and guarded by your, your rival, uh, Handfast Mercenaries, Red Handfast and her team, turns out that things started evolving much more rapidly than anyone had anticipated on that planet. And uh, some hostile life forms had come up just within the last few weeks. Around the time you guys showed up was the first time they had made their appearance. And one of Red's guys got lost out in the field. You guys found him and found the missing doctor who uh, was originally the, the cause of all everyone's concern. Red had sent her team out to look for this xenobiologist, Dr. Charybdis, who'd gone missing. And when you found her, uh, she told you that uh, she had information that this was an ill-advised plan. The planet was not responding well, but she wanted to do more research here, and she was going to use all the information she had to shut down this development project. And so, covering all that up, you decided to uh, assume that she was dead. You paid off Red's man, Daniels, to go along with your story. Gave him two megas. So now the doctor, Dr. Charybdis, is assumed dead. You bring Daniels back. He's okay. And the guys at X Investments are not going to be real happy, but there's not much that they can do because there's no proof that you ever found the doctor or that you know what they've gotten themselves into. And uh, now we can pick it up with Bento, where you can tell him exactly what you've gotten yourselves into. <laughs> I assume that we just like chill the next day. We took the next day off, kind of like told you to take a day off, yeah, recoup and all that kind of stuff. So like they're they're hanging out and and uh, you know Nash just you know he says to Reggie, they're like just like dicking around. He's like, uh, so what, what do you think? Should we uh? 
we should send Red like a like a fruit basket. I, 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 some sort of a basket filled with fruit. Uh, I've I've heard of a company that will actually shape the fruit like flowers and such edible ar- arrangement type thing. Maybe we send her one of those. I think so. She might she might need. It. Maybe we should send her like a basket full of booze. Ooh, that's even better. She she might need that. She's definitely going to need that. This is uh, this is a mess. <laughs> This is just a mess. Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, so, what do you what do you think? Uh, we were tell Bento everything, I guess, right? I mean, um, we're going to have uh, initially. Um, I believe we probably should, but perhaps we should kick around some other options. Um, although, if we, well, more accurately, if you <laughs> frame it correctly. Uh, this could be something that Bento should be able to exploit. I would think. I, That's I mean, just I think me so. trying to get inside the mind of this of this man who is willing to hitch his proverbial wagon to the likes of Silasotashian. Uh, no offense. <laughs> none, none taken. Uh, you know, I mean, she she pays the bills. I mean, he, he, <laughs> they're like sure they're in does. the. They're in the candy apple applegini, like driving over to headquarters while all this is going on. It's not a bad gig. She bought you an applegini. Girl yeah. loves you. <laughs> For now, tell them, tell them old old news. Right. Now there is also when it comes to spilling the beans to Bento. There's also the matter of the video from your head from your body cams. What you're going to do about that? Are you going to edit it? Or are you going to give him all the footage? Well, see that that that's the conversation, yeah. right? So, like Nash's thing is like we just tell him everything because yeah. it's already tell him everything. in the footage, right? So we'd like here's all the here's all the video, here's the drone video, and you know to save you time, you know, some time going through like the body cam stuff, you know, we found the doctor and you know, <laughs> and, you we're, know. and we're and we we're involved in some <laughs> shenanigans revolving the <laughs> doctor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In short, you're in this. You're in this with us now too. <laughs> I feel like using using that kind of language is sort of a power play on your part, and would go a long way. <laughs> okay, you want to segue straight into the conversation? Uh, I think we can segue to right after we've just said all of that. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we go in, like, camera you know, pans around, and there's Bento as he has heard everything we said. Right, right. <laughs> Sitting here like this, he's watching the holograph footage of the video. Uh, he sees the rescue of Daniels. He sees the rescue of the doctor. And the audio is kind of bad. The wind was kind of noisy, but he basically gets the drift. Okay, so the, the doctor's alive. She's back here on Earth. That's good. You guys did a good thing. It, uh, it, it really isn't in our contract one way or the other, whether or not we're, you know, to assist in the jumping ship of an employee who wants to jump ship. I can't rightly say that we've crossed any legal line there. I think we're okay. Well, that, that, I mean, that that's good. I, I just, you know, we couldn't, it, it was a real shitstorm. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, this is the second time we've had to deal with red and I, you know, I, I think she's pretty good at what she does, but I, you know, they're not giving her the information that she needs. Apparently like X investments, like, like both of these places are bad news. And, you know that that asshole from from X Investments, like he just he wrote he wrote Daniels off, like 
you know, he said, find the doctor and, you know, fuck, fuck that guy. You know, I mean, that's, that's red on a whole other level X investments. You know, they're a venture capitalist firm. Uh, they're not, uh, they're not too concerned with the details on the ground. That's why they contract out to people like hand fast mercenaries. Um, I'm sure that Marcus Smith, uh, is, is good at what he does, but what he does is not tactical. It's strategic and financial. You know, um, there used to be a company back in the old days, and uh, their their motto sort of reminds me of X Investments: move fast and break things. Well, that sounds productive <laughs> and efficient. Hopefully, well, the idea being that X Investments gets out there as quickly as they can, often to <clears throat> to uh, to nodes that have not even been charted yet, trying to get their hooks in on whatever the next new thing might be, whether that's some available resource or some exploitable uh, uh, local life form or a, a resort destination, because these things are very, very big money. I mean, much bigger money than we see in our line of work. Which is and not so, too shabby. Well, no, um, but they're a whole layer ab above. You know, they're, they're an order of magnitude above the, the level of work that we do. We're talking about terraforming whole planets here. You know, and so uh, they work on sort of a blockbuster mentality. You know, they have been responsible for a couple of the the uh, the most popular uh, resort destinations ever developed in subspace. And in order to maintain their lead, they have to be prepared to take a loss lead on on, uh, you know, who knows, maybe the majority of their projects. And so what I'm saying is, guys, this, uh, you know, this kind of falls in line with the, the status quo as far as X investments is concerned. The only thing that's a little bit weird is that uh, you guys have now participated in the, in the cover-up of uh, Dr. Charybdis, and we don't know which direction that's going to go. So it's kind of unclear how much of this information I should share with XI. I would say none, sir. Uh, Do you have any reason to? As far as we know, she's she's dead. Um, she died. She, nobody tragic. nobody found her, and uh, if if she happens to turn up six, eight, nine months from now, who oh, knows how she got back? We're gonna have to hope that things play out that way, and there's no direct tie back to you guys, because otherwise, we have participated in deliberately withholding information. You see, I, I'm going to have to contact Xi. I'm going to have to talk to Blanche Regerty and give her some sort of report. And that would be my opportunity to mention the doctor and her decision. And if I don't, and then later it turns out that the doctor can lead back to us, well, then I've corroborated, I've, I've collaborated in the deliberate withholding of information. And again, there's no legal cause here for them to be able to pursue us in any way. There's been no crime committed. <laughs> Simply a matter of uh, reputation, honor, potential clientele, that sort of thing. I mean, it, it's, you know, obviously it's well, your call. Uh, you do have a loose end, though. We, what was his name? Again? Oh, uh, Daniels? Yeah. Daniels, um, yeah. Well, I mean, we, we, we pulled Daniels out of a tight spot. Uh, I mean, without us, he'd be dead. And, you know, we made sure that he understood. Uh, I also... I, I, I sent him, you know, I transferred two megas to him to, you know, buy that story. And, you know, when I told him how it played out upstairs, 
he said he might be looking for work soon, so <laughs> you might be giving us a call. All right. I mean, if that's something that's, that, that feels solid, I, I can't argue against it. This is the fellow in the video. He pauses the video. He's <clears> looking <throat> at Dan. This guy right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do a background check on uh, Derek Daniels. Computer electrician. He's a little guy. Uh, well, he doesn't look like he's built for tactical missions. Um, but apparently he's real good at computer electronics. And we already have our electronics guy, Julio. Uh, I don't have an immediate need for Daniels, but who knows? Something might turn up. Okay. I, I'll, I don't I'll tell know. What, you guys, why don't you, uh, why don't you go out, um, reconvene with your team, maybe uh, spend a couple hours in the simulator. I'm going to call XI. Uh, I'll talk to Blanche. I'm going to... I'm going to hit that uh, we rescued Daniel's story real hard and just try to stick on that topic and hopefully suss out what their situation is without giving our hand away. Okay. And then we'll have another meeting later this afternoon and I'll let you know how that went. All right. Sounds good. I mean, you know, again, obviously it's your call. I mean, I, I guess if push came to shove, you could always uh, say that we didn't tell you. Well, then it was just our report that the doctor was dead and that's all you have. I, we we made it clear to her that this in no way could be uh, associated with us. Right. Yeah, I think you covered all the bases, and he's X flipping through the video, and he's pausing it, and he's listening to the dialogue back and forth. Go on. I think Look, you guys we're, did we're pretty well with, out there. You did the best that you could. First, I think you it's, what's going it's commendable that you you, uh, you decided to help in the way that you did. Otherwise, that doctor might actually be dead. She seems like uh, She seems like she might be someone worth talking to at some point expert xenobiologist you know next time we head out to an unknown planet those kind of contacts aren't necessarily bad to have you know what i mean mm. yeah no for sure uh she, she might be about as crazy as that doctor that we had to rescue off of a rat though mm. i mean she uh you know she said she wanted to get out there and research and consequences be damned i certainly <laughs> don't understand the mindset <laughs> that was a fun day <laughs> Uh, yeah, Dr. Barlow. Marlow, that's it. Dr. Benjamin Marlow. Yeah. Something weird about scientists. I, I don't quite understand them myself, but hey, it was a crazy scientist that created the slip capacitor in the first place. So we can't knock them too hard. That is true. That is true. All right, you guys. I'm going to talk to Blanche. You go grab some time in the simulator and I'll, I'll talk to you this afternoon. All right. Thank you. <clears throat> did you guys, did I pay you? Did, did you get your pay from last mission? Uh, is he asking I, a character? <laughs> it's <laughs> no. no, no. I'm I'm out of character because I don't remember if I gave you the money. I, I think you uh, did. I I might have marked it down at the beginning. I can't remember. I'm so horrible at the bookkeeping part. I have some <laughs> I have some fresh eraser marks, and and it says 48 mega. So I'm pretty sure we got paid. I don't think it was that high. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a 53, so if you're at 48, then probably. Yeah. Okay, good. Then we're square. Cool. And off you guys go to uh, reconvene with your team. They want to know the whole story, of course. So Tom and Duke, little Kim and Julio, they're all gathered around listening to you guys tell the tale as you're sparring off against robots with uh, holographic displays around them out <laughs> down there in the in the simulator. Oh, I've got something to show you, says Julio. Check this out. What's up? Uh, 
he like he does a quick little eeny meeny miny mo thing between uh between Nash and Reggie. No oh god, oh god, what's he doing? He goes, Okay, Reggie. Oh. Stand stand right here. He goes, Everybody else, come back behind the barrier. Right, right here. Sit. Yeah, here. just 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 stay right there. And everyone else behind the barrier. <laughs> Nash slaps you on the back. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, all right. I'll 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 do it. Ha- have at me. <laughs> uh, okay, so bef- after everyone gets at behind the barrier, the room goes dark, and then it, the light comes up again, and it's purple and green, and it looks it looks quite a bit like uh, like the planet Inra, the deep forests of Inra. And just oh, then, God. you hear this terrifying oh. sound. And I want you to make a psyche roll for me. I'd love to. Be the so, three. Like Nash just leans over. He's I thought you couldn't figure this out. I've been working on it. I've been working on it. My what? highest is a six. All right. Without you adding have... anything, I'm assuming it's just straight psych. Yeah. Okay, so you have no difficulty resisting it. In fact, there's a yes and. You can tell me what the and is. Um, uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, it it is a it is a pretty good simulation of the whom sound from the best as he could put together from your body cam videos. Okay, uh, so yes and um, yeah, <laughs> yes and I'm uh, I'm able to sort of get to he's recreating the whole forest situation, right? So I, yes yeah. and I'm able to get to a like I'm, I'm able to hide. Okay. I'm assuming he's going to put me through, like you know, like a a, 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 sim- a true simulation of this. So. Well, off in the distance, you see some gigantic thing moving toward you, and it's coming through the trees and knocking trees down. Um, but just when it gets close enough for you to see that that it's indeed the whom, everything vaporizes, and you're standing in the in the holodeck again. Oh God, Julio, that was amazing. He brings everybody out from behind the barrier, and they're removing earplugs. Where'd you get those? <laughs> you know, gotta be safe. I wanted to see if it worked. So, did it? Did it work? What do you think? Well, I mean, I didn't quite fall under its charm, to so to speak, but uh, it was definitely like being there again, right, right in the jungle. There, yes, you've done amazing work. He looks a little disappointed. He's like, uh, we're gonna have to run some more tests. I've been I've been trying to find a way to zero in on beta waves in in your in your neurobiology, and I thought for sure that would get you. Well, if you can say one thing about me, is that my, my beta waves are all fucked up. So you're going to have a hell of a time trying to pin down my beta waves. Yeah, back to the drawing board, says Julio. <laughs> have I told you the story of the piss wave by any chance? <laughs> We've all heard the story of the piss wave. Yeah, that's all beta waves, baby. <laughs> You might be surprised at what you find if you tag into those things, William. <laughs> I wouldn't dig too deep, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't dig too deep, Julio. <laughs> Julio's already lost in his schematic diagrams. He's spinning this hologram this way and that way, trying to trace the brain waves and where he might amplify it. He, he missed my warning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wonder if he put like a like a fucking helmet on you with like all the neural connectors and shit. If that would help. I'll be damned if I'm ever put inside one of those blasted machines again, Nash. Oh, all right. Calm down. Calm down. Source subject. I get it. I'm not too sure about the ethics of human testing, but, you know, I got to test my work somehow. <laughs> well, I would, um, I could probably be uh, persuaded to participate in some manner. 
<laughs> He's like night and day, that guy. Yeah, you, just, you just were. You just were. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll tweak it. I'll, I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll continue to try to make it hard for you. That is, um, no, never mind. <laughs> and at around this time, um, Nash, you get a, you get a beep from Bento. Yep. And he's Who's saying, uh, can you guys come up here to my office? Yep. He messages him back. We'll be right there. He taps Reggie on the chest. He's like, got a meeting with the boss, man. Perfect. Okay. Up at Bento's office, uh, he is standing behind his desk, and facing him is a holograph of a sharp-looking woman with a, a, a short blonde bob haircut wearing a business suit. Uh, he introduces you to the hologram. He says, gentlemen, this is Blanche Regardy of X Investments, and uh, we've been having a little conversation about the, uh, the last mission that you guys were on. The hologram turns to face you. It glitches out a little bit once in a while, but it's it's basically a, a really good hologram. Uh, and she says, pleased to meet you, gentlemen. I understand that uh, you were responsible for bringing back one of the crew members of our security team. And so I extend my personal thanks to you. I also understand that you were responsible for some work on the planet Parallaxis, where you also ran into our security team, handfast uh, mercenaries. I, I wonder if you, if I might uh, intrude upon you to ask your personal opinions on the work of Red Handfast and her team? Uh, Nash's eyes flick over to Bento before he says anything. Reggie's uh, eyes go wide and flicks over to Bento. <laughs> Bento is gesturing down low, calm movements like this. Well, um... I, I will say, uh, due to the nature of the work that we both share in common, uh, she wasn't necessarily happy to see us either time. Uh, you know, she's she seems to run a pretty tight ship. Um, I think some things happen that were perhaps out of her control or she didn't have uh, complete information on. Uh, but um, she she seems like she has uh, all of her stuff together. And so you wouldn't personally say that she was to blame in any way for what happened on Kaladina? Um, no, I, I I would say not. And and again, as I sort of like flick over to this, this time to Reggie because he really wants to say something about Marcus, but. <laughs> um. I, I would agree with um, my uh, commander, Nash. It is very difficult when you don't have all the information. Uh, that is the end of my sentence. <laughs> very well. I thank you for your candor, gentlemen. Uh, we are at this moment um, considering whether or not we should continue our relationship with hand-passed mercenaries. And uh, any information that comes to mind? Please feel free to contact me at this note, and she sends you both an NIN. Uh, of course, uh, as long as uh, Bento is, you know, fully on board with our contacting you, we wouldn't want to uh, step over any boundaries. Of course. Bento nods and he says, "These men are uh, very, very by the book. They uh, they're commendable, responsible, and ethical, and I would definitely stand by them in any judgments that they made." Oh, before you leave, gentlemen, there is one other thing 
and he turns to the hologram. Uh, Blanche takes it from there. Yes, there is one other thing. Given the recommendation of Red Hand Fast and of Mr. Hedgeer here, I've decided to contact you fellows directly regarding a job that I hope you can take care of for us. This is not something that I feel comfortable entrusting Handfast with until further deliberations have been made. I will require you, however, to sign some non-disclosure agreements before we can discuss the job. At this moment, I'm only able to tell you that the pay is good, the mission is an emergency, we need your response today for a search and rescue operation. He he holds the holograms, you know, he locks eyes with the hologram, if that's possible, he's, you know, staring at it. he says, we need to be assured, and he looks to Bento, that we have full autonomy on this mission and that there are no strings being pulled from somewhere higher up. <clears throat> I assure you that in the field, you'll be given full autonomy. The, uh, the concern here is one of reputation. As you fellows are certainly aware, there are occasionally investments which don't go as well as planned. And XI needs to keep a lid on as many of these negative outcomes as we can. We prefer, of course, to feature the positive outcomes. And since you have come so well recommended, I would like to take the next step forward in contacting you and working with you directly whenever an emergency situation arises. However, unlike the last two situations in which our paths crossed, we need to make sure here at XI that uh, the press and the media do not get involved. So I repeat, while you will be given full autonomy in the field, back here on home Earth, we need to make sure that you won't talk to anyone. That's the purpose of these documents. Bento is nodding his head. Okay, I, I agree. That's uh, shouldn't be any trouble with that. No trouble. Very well. Uh, and both of your PDAs buzz, and there's some documentation there which they want you to sign with your fingerprint. Uh, Nash takes a minute <clears throat> and starts to peruse the paperwork. He doesn't sign anything sight unseen. <laughs> Reggie puts his finger to the puts his fingerprint on the thing before it even finishes loading. Okay, there are many pages of legal documentation here. Um, basically, she asks you to agree that you will not disclose the details of this mission to anyone um, outside of your direct chain of command, which would include Bento and the team immediately below you, uh, that uh, you will take all responsibility for any breaches of confidence that you do happen to incur, which leaves you open to being sued to death by X investments and um, basically rendering you defenseless against XI if a security breach occurs and can be traced back to you. I assume that's probably pretty standard, right? It's pretty standard for a hardcore corporation, yeah. Okay. So after he takes a, a few moments, a few awkward moments to kind of like get the gist of things, he puts his thumbprint on there. Uh, you also notice that the, the mission uh, is referred to as, uh, um, it says that uh, you will you will neither um, you will neither release nor reveal nor uh, cause by action or inaction anyone to release or reveal information on the planet Drear 
and X Investments operations thereupon. Drear is spelled D-R-I-R. You guys have never heard of this place. Okay. I would be lying if I said I wasn't a little curious as to what it might feel like to be sued unto death. (laughs) (laughs) But but I'm not going to even... Now it's I don't even have any friends outside of this outside of my immediate team, so we're good. Uh, okay, I don't know that you bring that up. I guess it's too late. He put a thumbprint on it. Okay. By the way, Bento also receives a copy of the same documents, and uh, he peruses them and thumbprints them. Okay. Nash will have questions for Bento when this is over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we all sign the documents. Mm-hmm. Very well. Uh, she now takes control of the conversation again, and uh, Bento moves his chair around so that she can speak to all three of you at once. Here's the situation, gentlemen. The planet Drear, not yet charted, was discovered just a week or so ago. It's a, a newly discovered node in which we hope that perhaps we'll be able to find some exploitable artifacts, technologies, or life forms. To our knowledge, there is no sentient life on the planet, uh, however, there are multiple life forms. One might consider this in the same general class as Kaladina. However, we do not plan on doing any terraforming. We're looking for exploitable resources. To that end, we sent out a team four days ago. The team was headed by Dr. Drail Mentaka. And it's, at this, you guys can both make a brains roll. All right. Highest is a three. Uh, same. I don't think I have anything to add to that. Okay, well, you guys, that, that name just rings a foggy bell. You you remember that he's a day tripper. That's all you know. And it was Dale, what was it? Drail Mentaka. Drail, okay. Yeah. All right, well, several days ago, we put together a team. We hired Drail Mentaka to head this team. Now, he's a well-known day tripper well-regarded in the field, and he came well-recommended. And so we had no difficulty placing him in charge of the team. However, it's been four days since we've heard from them. They have not returned. There has been no up-vector radio transmission. We have no idea of their status. We need to find out what happened. So the planet's in real space, then? Because if it's been... The planet is in three space. Okay. That's something they have going for them, then. Were there any reports up until the point where they, where you lost contact? Anything that they found? Anything out of the ordinary? Uh, we did have several communications from them on the first day. They had entered the Vidome, and they were beginning to set up their scientific experiments. But shortly after that, they went dark. Oh, very quickly, then. How many uh, are there? We sent out a crew of five. I'm sorry, we sent out a crew of four. That's including... Uh, Dr. Mentaka. Now, uh, I have been told that you fellows have a ship of your own. However, should you be able to retrieve the crew, uh, your ship is not large enough. We're going to need to uh, provide you with the transportation. We have a Viper 6. It's a six-seater vessel, and uh, it will be at your disposal at Diaspora Ranch. All right. The uh, Nash turns to Reggie. says, uh, you ever fought anything that big before? Oh, sure. <clears throat> sure, yes. Uh, absolutely. All right. A long time ago, but definitely uh, 
It'll be good to be behind the wheel of one of those again. It's a six-seater vehicle with uh, with atmospheric handling and uh, a built-in medical bay, which is something that I understand you fellows don't carry in the field. Should it become necessary, I'm I have been informed that Mr. Nash does have medical training. This is something that we find advantageous. By the way, give me a brains roll again, both of you. Not with those two dice. <laughs> Ooh, double sixes. <sighs> Pair of twos this time. Oh, me, yeah. Okay. Uh, you're familiar with the word Vidome. This is a fairly new technology. It's like a, a big hemisphere. In fact, you saw a smaller version of one on the planet Inra. Is that, that white round dome? But this is a larger one because it's a it's got a space for six. Uh, the uh, it's a hemisphere twelve meters in diameter, separated into rooms by movable panels. I'm sorry, it's space for five people, but it can it can hold up to ten under cramped conditions. Now the cool thing about it, and the reason it's called a vidome, is because the outer layer of it is uh, made of a recombinant DNA textile called Viber Five, which heals like living tissue. Ooh. So now, Reggie rolled a six. Yeah. Okay, so that's a yes and. And Nash, what did you roll? Oh, I got a pair of twos. Okay, so Reggie, um, you recognize that uh, the the one thing that kind of I don't know I would say creeps you out, but um, the reason vidomes are used in the field is when you're in a possibly noxious atmosphere or a. Uh, dangerous uh, weather situation. It has multiple layers, the outer shell of this thing, and the outermost layer is made of Viber 5, which heals as it's broken down. So it heals like skin, but actually much faster than skin. And the waste materials and organic byproducts generated by the humans inside the dome are recycled by the dome and used to recombine their elements in order to grow more layers. So this thing heals itself and the reason that that bothers you just a little bit is it implies that the atmosphere is potentially toxic uh, or there's uh, bad weather. Whatever it is, they're concerned about preserving the exterior of this dome. Okay, so I'm right to I'm I'm, I'm right that this is um, oh excuse me that's just my stupid um it's my beeper I don't have any friends. Um, <laughs> there's Vibra Five. In this Vidome, correct? That's true, yes. So, clearly you've ex you're, you're expecting hazardous uh, environmental conditions that must be based on some sort of intel you have about Drea. No? I'll show you what we have. Um, she fiddles with uh, the air, and a holograph appears in the air in front of you. First, you see a white star... Uh, and a, an information panel pops up next to it. This is Dexter. It's a white star, roughly one time, the, one tenth the size of Sol. It has two small rock planets in orbit. This swirling blue ball right here is Drear. It's the outermost planet in the system. It orbits Dexter once every 752 Earth days at a distance of approximately 2.3 astronomical units. Its rotation period is 42.5 hours, so that's the length of a day on Drear, which is also known as the Misty Planet. Now, ScoutBots originally sent out, and at this point, the hologram zooms in on the planet Drear, and you see 
a blue ball covered in swirling mist. The gravity is 0.9. The atmosphere is comprised of exotic toxic gases. These gases are poisonous and intensely humid. It will be necessary to wear your slip suits at all times while operating on the planet's surface. Water covers approximately 40% of the planet's surface. The climate is very cold and precipitation, which is acidic, is frequent. Drear is a planet of poisonous swirling mists and intense humidity. Uh, dark clouds of blue and green gases drift casually about the planet, not mixing. They're like oil and water, which can cause atmospheric and visual disturbance on the surface of the planet. We had several bots get lost before we realized that we needed to attune their visual sensor displays. Uh, beyond that, we know that the atmosphere is not only poisonous, but corrosive. Okay. So the Voidome makes sense. Have you and any of your team have any theories as to what may have happened? We have no theories whatsoever. Maybe based upon what they were there doing? Well, they were there to examine the non-sentient life forms that our bots discovered moving about the face of the planet. We know there are at least two, perhaps more, uh, mobile life forms. We do not see any signs of architecture, civilization, or even the most rudimentary culture. And so we assume that these are animal-like and not highly organized. However, beyond that, it's anyone's guess. This is what Drell Mentaka and his team were sent to find out. Do we have any estimate on size for these beings? We've seen multiple beings up to man-sized, most smaller. Okay, that's something. Uh, Reggie, you think these suits will hold up under a corrosive atmosphere? Our bots well. have tested the atmosphere, and your suits should hold up fine. However, I definitely recommend bringing a backup suit. Does right. the um, uh, what is it? Does the Viper Six come with its own complement of suits? We will throw those in. There will be six additional suits stored on board the vessel. That's Perfect. two. That's two backup suits for you, gentlemen and four for the remaining crew members, should they have survived. All right. Um, do we have any sort of last known location? We can pin pinpoint the Vidome on GPS when we get there? She twiddles her fingers in the air, and the, the planet zooms up until you see a little white dot that's bl blipping on and off. She says, this is the location of the Vidome. We have the coordinates already preset. And uh, I've gone ahead and sent them to Bento. He's given his approval, should you gentlemen decide to take the case, that we will set you down just several meters away from the Vidome's current location. All right. <sighs> um, oh, by the way, the pay, 10 megas each. Damn. Not too shabby. What is the name of the AI on the Viper 6? Good question. Uh she turns to her side and she asks someone something. Its name is Regulus 2. Regulus 2. Oh, I believe I'll be calling him Reggie Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Should you succeed in bringing back any crew members alive, you'll be granted a bonus. Five megas for each rescued crew member. In addition, we'll provide a fully charged slip ship, uh, you may have luxury accommodations in our corporate suites at Diaspora Ranch. And you will need ident cards to get into the Vidome. These will be provided for you in the suites at Diaspora. Sounds pretty straightforward. Search and rescue. 
you assume all other responsibilities. I think this is doable. And this is all the information currently at your disposal? It is. Not withholding anything for any purposes other than maybe that might, you might think isn't important to us? We only discovered this planet a week ago. I've told you all we know about it. We were hoping by now to have a full report back from Mentaka and his team, but since they've gone dark, I was forced to look outside. Since it was fortuitous that you received such good commendations from Red Handfast and her team, and since apparently our paths have crossed before, whether or not I knew it, I decided to reach out. You fellows seem capable of a job like this, and I'm not sure I can trust Handfast and her crew with something like this at this point in time. I will say that uh, where Reggie and I, our expertise lies more in the tactical military aspect of things where I feel hers is more in uh, coordination and people management. Well said. I would concur. We sent out a scientific team. We were not expecting any tactical engagements of any sort. However, prepare for the worst, yes? Already done. <laughs> I I'd suggest on uh, maybe some of these future missions that you plan for that ahead of time. Expecting the worst should be the first part of any plan. We have many operations going on in the field at any given time, gentlemen. If we were to stock all of them with a full military contingent, our budget would be quite overblown. We do the best that we can. And we've done fairly well so far. He he just kind of like, you know, gives her one of these, like, puts sands out and kind of like nods. You know your business better than we do, for sure. Out of, out of character, have they? Would we know, like, have they done a good job so far? They, <laughs> they actually are hugely famous for a number of slipspace oh. resorts. They're the number one yeah. developer of slipspace destinations. I'm sorry. You, you, I, I, I remember you saying that last time we were dealing with them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say I would say that half of the places Silas Sardassian has done a remote broadcast from were resort destinations funded by X Investments. Nice, nice, nice. Cool, cool. <laughs> That's right, because we were just scouting the other place for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. <sighs> all right, I I'm, get all up in that in that luxury suite. All right. Yeah, yeah. going to wreck that place. <laughs> Fine. Uh, the information is passed to you guys, and so you now have uh, you now have all the data that I just gave you on your PDAs. All right. Thank you. We'll be in touch. Oh, I'm sorry, Nash. I didn't mean to speak speak over you. Nope. He, he just gives you like a little jaunty salute. <laughs> I will. Uh, we will be on our way shortly. We need to. Uh, pack out and get everything loaded up and uh, we will contact you when we hit planet and uh, we'll go from there. Very well. I'll talk to you at Diaspora Ranch. You can communicate with me through the uh, the channels that will be provided for you in the suite. All right. Sounds good. We do uh, it. <laughs> off to Diaspora. Yeah, but right. Nash would take oh, whatever. Actually, when... When before we before we actually leave, like we'll terminate the conversation, the hologram will go away, and uh, Reggie would just turn to Bento and say, "All right, she's gone. Are we good? What are your concerns?" Here are my concerns, and he shows you the window that I've just pulled up for you. Uh, 
Exotic toxic gases. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, exotic toxic gases and non-sentient life forms. This is reminding me uncomfortably of the Caladina mission. Uh, I want you guys to take real good care of each other out there. You're not going to be able to take a team with you because you need to keep four seats open in that Viper 6. Understood, understood. Um, I... My my only concern with working with them is that they don't somehow turn this around on us. Uh, you know, obviously we've signed an NDA, but in our past dealings with megacorps, uh, you know, there's there's no saying that they couldn't drum up some excuse to say that we've violated some term or another if they saw fit to eliminate either us or dark matter. I don't see any reason they would attempt to eliminate you, and they certainly could not eliminate dark matter. But I believe that it comes to our advantage here that they're keeping such a tight lid on this project. They've had some bad press in the past, and they're trying to avoid that in the future. So it really doesn't help them. Uh, if anything did go south, even if they were able to blame you guys, it would just be a black mark on their record. All right. But I, mean, I just... This will be the second time. Third time. Third time, excuse me. Yes, this will be the third time we've had some sort of engagement with these people, and now we're working for them, and we're signing NDAs. There's something, I mean, it it just cannot get around the fact that there has got to be something else. And I'm fine with that. You know, I think I feel like we improvise pretty well in the field. I mean, it's almost almost how I exclusively prefer to work, but still. Knowing what Red has gone through, seeing the level of just disarray that this ex-investments uh, seems to just be prone to creating, gives me pause. Just consider it an unknown world. Use all tactical and strategic uh, advisements. You've been trained for this before. I think this is probably the first time, and whatever that says about me, fine. Probably the first time, Bento, that I've actually been concerned for how dark matter looks coming out of whatever this is. Another good reason for the NDA. They have no reason to mention us at all. If this investment works out well, they'll claim all credit. If it doesn't work out well, they'll keep it quiet. And I think that if it works out well, it could be something that at least you have in your back pocket, not publicly, but, you know. Well, put it this way. I'm not going out of my way to cast any dispersions on Red Handfast and her team. I understand that you fellows consider her to be talented and capable. However, on the other hand, I have also not said anything to counter the dispersions that Ms. Rigardi has brought up herself. I did notice that. I noticed that, you bastard. I don't know whether you were able to read between the lines, but it seems to me that the relationship between handfast mercenaries and XI may be soon drawing to a close. And this means that X investments will be looking for another regular security detail. I hope to pick up some of that work. I will just say this Bento before we move forward in this direction, I will not at any point jeopardize myself or my team for some asshole up the stream trying to pull strings. I hope you understand that. 
you read the documents. I read the documents. She's right. There's nothing in there that precludes you from using your own judgment in the field. And you know that I'll go to bat for you, gentlemen, should anything come to conflict of any sort. All right. I just I want it on the record. I mean, that's okay for this mission, but any mission moving forward, we, we function as an autonomous unit. We're clear. Nash gives him a fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. Get your asses down to Diaspora Ranch. I hear those sweets are pretty comfortable. Would you say they're pretty sweet? <laughs> <laughs> I would indeed, if that wasn't a hundred-year-old outdated term. <laughs> oh, but um, those are almost exclusively the terms I like to use. <laughs> All right, All right so you guys. Yeah, they, they hit the lockers. They they grab all the gear, extra extra weapon, <laughs> yeah, all extra ammo, uh, extra f- you know food, you know ration, pilot, anything that they would p- possibly need for search and rescue, even to the point of uh, you know checking with Bender to see if they have a a drone in house that would potentially withstand that environment. He doesn't want to take the new drone if it's just going to get wrecked. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Hang on. Yeah, as a matter of fact, uh, he, he will provide you with a drone. Um, it's, it's not a Mercury 4. Uh, however, it is built a little more rugged. It's built for military use. And, and no idea whether it will manage to sustain in that environment. But it's yours. You can have it. All right. Well, we'll... Get it through spaces. Julio around before we leave. I have one quick thing to say to Julio. Oh, you guys pass Julio and the team, and they're like, you're, you're taking off without us again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going. It's fine. No worries. Well, you're the team. We are, we are with you. Um, something with Bento. But Julio, I have something I need to tell you about your... Uh, your simulation. I've thought of the perfect name for your simulation. Your, excuse me, your simulation. Okay, hit me. Are you ready for this? <laughs> okay. You call it for whom the bell tolls. All right. He puts his hand over his face. Yeah, you just you name it that, and then everyone will know. <laughs> all right, all right. For whom the bell tolls. He's typing it in. He's like, when, when you get back, you better get ready for this. I'm going to get you with this thing. Put little quotation marks around it. <laughs> that, way, that way someone will have to ask the question, why the quotation marks? And then you can talk about how awesome it is. All right. It's a gift ready. to me to you, Julio. You be ready, Reg. I'm going to get you with this thing. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be wonderful. I'm going to, oh, I, I look forward to the battle, to the mental battle. <laughs> and Julio gets back to work. All the other crew members give you fist bumps and wish you good luck. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Stay frosty. You never know when the next thing's going to come up. Off we go to Diaspora Ranch. Now, you've never been in the upper levels of Diaspora Ranch, but there are some corporate suites up there. This is like the most luxury hotel suite. You, you guys have never been up here before, but it's really nice. There's security guards posted at all of the doors. You've got a two-bedroom suite. There's a there's a mini bar. There's a robot servant. There's a full-on tri-D holographic entertainment system, and a uh, a computer tied to X Investments uh, home headquarters. On the screen, flashing are, are both of your names, and as soon as you touch the screen, 
up pops a, an information packet, including everything she's told you about the planet already, as well as the, uh, the, an arrow pointing down at the desk below where there's an envelope. And in that envelope are two cards, roughly business card sized, with your names on them. It says X Investments, Ident Card, and a code number. Okay. Grab those right. up. Piece of um, paper, uh, a piece of paper and inside the envelope explains that these cards must be carried with you at all times while working on the mission, and they will grant you access to X Investments, uh, Vidome, Computer, and uh, the ship itself. All right. Let's make sure we don't lose these, Reg. For sure. Uh, Reggie would probably sit down at the computer and start reading about X investments. I don't think he, he hasn't really done much research on them. Not that he does research normally, but uh, just with the way things have gone, he's he's curious. Yeah, you actually do most things by the seat of your pants. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, just a sec. That way, I don't have to actually retain any of the information I've been given. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm reading character, to which was actually a reverse meta of real life John. <laughs> uh, well, you you find a you you find a number of articles about them. There's very little information on their actual node. It's it's locked down and accessible for clients only. There's a lot of PR fluff, but every corporation says good things about themselves. Yeah. From reading articles about them written by other people out there on the net, here's here's what you put together in your head. Uh, X Investments is a venture capital firm. They are cloaked in mystery. Their activities involve the marketing of rare off-world artifacts and technologies obtained via underwritten day trip missions. The uh, number and names of day tripper teams that they work with are closely guarded secrets and under NDA. Their known links to various intelligence agencies and military technology transfer fronts are rumored to protect them from inquiry and regulation. Translation, when they find valuable shit, sometimes they trade it off to the military or the government in order to get special favors or avoid prosecution. Well, that's lovely, isn't it? This is the way the big dogs play. I already hate them. <laughs> Well, they might be our new clients soon. I mean, at least well, we'll just fit right in with our current clients. <laughs> well, in terms of my level of hatred, that's all. <laughs> very, very minor, minor detail. Nash just kind of like puts a hand on his heart. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Jeez, I have to remember this. Oh, I'm sorry, Nash. She's a lovely, lovely girl. I'm sure. I. <sighs> It is what it is, right? I mean, I mean, I don't know what you're doing. I, I, I'm sort of like reserved. He like gives you, you like about it, but maybe you don't know what we're doing. Like he just gives you that look. Like I don't know what you're doing. I'm not, I have, I'm undecided on whether or not this is a good thing for you or not. <laughs> and I haven't. I've just sort of let it go because I haven't decided yet um, whether or not I should say anything. Uh, and I wouldn't even know what to say, even if I did make a decision. So, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I, I guess my only question would be, are you okay uh, yeah, with I mean, whatever the fuck is going on between you and Scylla? 
It's it's weird to be sure. I mean, there's always fucking cameras around and the and the drones and the going here and going there. Look, you know, I'm I, I'm I'm not about any of that stuff, really. I mean, you know, I went to that awards thing. I figured to keep Bento happy, to keep him off our ass. You know, we, we had a little bit of a rocky start in the beginning there. Uh, yeah, it's just turned into like this whole this whole thing now. Well, it's a relationship. You, you're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Did you expect to be in a relationship? I well, I didn't. Truth be told, I did not. All right. Uh, well, is the is the relationship? Um, is it uh, making you feel fulfilled? Not in a not in a gross in a way of uh, in, a, in a mental sort of stability way. I you know I don't I haven't no I don't it's weird right because like. You know, she's famous. Like, I'm not, we're not famous. I mean, she's like on TV. <coughs> I, I'm telling it, it can't last. There's no way it lasts. I mean, this what, is just got to be like her fame. <laughs> either one or both. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, based on my uh, knowledge of, 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 of how these things sort of work and my perception, is she's never going away. Just ever. She's always right. going to be around. In all of our, in all of on every TV station, every news station, every single day, there she'll be. Um, but anyway, I think what the, what I'm really trying to get at is is if you're okay with this, and that this is playing games with with you, with everything, with Susie and the cat. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm just trying to just take it as it as it comes i mean it's it's a it's a nice diversion you know after everything you know after everything that happened it's a uh, it's it's different it's different that was one of my favorite millie vanilli songs take it as it comes <laughs> all right he just he slaps you on the shoulder and he's like all right well let's uh you know well let's just kick this pig and get the hell out of here huh all right <laughs> Does he kicks the pig and they get out of there? Where's that pig come from? <laughs> Reggie listens to music that's 140 years old. <laughs> it is a goddamn curse how many times I'm reminded of how much I used to listen to Milli Vanilli when I was eight or whatever. The like Christ, I, do, I am not proud, but it pops up all, all the time. Yeah, that's I, I feel for you, bro. I, I myself, I, I felt they were like. Trying to trying to be a, a, as cool as Terrence Trent DRB, but they were never as cool as Terrence Trent DRB. Looking back, definitely not. <laughs> but at the time, man, <laughs> never mind. Reggie looks off in the distance. Okay, <laughs> on the screen in front of you, and also on the screen I've just shared with you, is a little illustration of the layout of the Vidome. Uh, room number one is an airlock. Room number two is a command room. Uh, room number three is the waste uh, facility. Room four is the common area. Room five is the bunk room. And room six is storage. They have one bathroom. Well, I mean, it only holds like five people, right? I mean, oh, true. That's true. Yeah. It's only right, 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 right. Okay. Yep. Okay. You also go down and uh, check out the Viper 6, which is a massive, beautiful, brand new gold colored vehicle. Uh, it is every bit what you imagine, streamlined, atmospherically capable, got a massive engine on it, and uh, a large uh, 
extra area in back for cargo storage right next to the med bay. Damn. So this is some, some high-tech shit right here. Yeah, this ship is probably like, uh, you know, 80 or 100 megas. We're halfway there. <laughs> I tell you what, we got to get Bento to spring for one of these things. We take the whole damn crew with us. I was going to say, we could combine our, our, our collective megas and probably buy this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how it takes to you. Yeah, uh, speaking of that, uh, Reggie goes, uh, can we be on the ship or is that not an option right now? Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, so Reggie gets up to the cockpit-ish type area. Uh, um, uh, Regulus. Oh, you do have to sign in. Jacko Constance is there. He's the foreman on the ground. But oh, was, Jacko, I'm sorry. Uh, you, you guys got to give me yep. your thumbprints. I, I hear you're taking out this new Viper 6. Uh, yes, yeah, very hush-hush, but yes, yeah, we're taking it out. Mm -hmm. I, think this is its, I think this is its first mission. Oh my god, that, that just made I didn't realize that. That's that makes this a little more exciting. Oh, man. Bre breaking in a new ship is, is quite it's quite the experience. This is gonna be wonderful. Oh, Viper knows how to build their shit. Don't worry about that. This thing oh, is oh, I, I, I hear you. He says this thing is sweet. <laughs> I mean it looks it looks nice. Jacko, Jacko's kind of old. <laughs> <laughs> When did you start speaking in the third person, Jacko? <laughs> <laughs> it suits you. I like it. Keep it up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When, was, when was the last time? Well, when did it arrive, Jacko? When did it get in? They brought it in here just a couple of days ago. Um, it's from X Investments. Did you check and, it out? Well, I fueled it up. I mean, everything is brand new and everything's in, in great condition. I think you're going to have a hell of a time flying this thing. It's going to be fun. All right, what do I got to do to get on this ship right now? Give me, he puts his thumb up like, what, what do I press? Put my thumb oh, where it needs to be. Hold your card right over that sensor right there. Oh, okay. All right. He does. <laughs> All right. And some lights blink and the door slides open. Reggie walks in. It's got that brand new slip ship smell. Mm, Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <laughs> faux, leather in, faux leather interior. This is nice. Yeah, no scratches, no thumbprints, no stains. It's all brand fucking new. Um, Regulus two. Nothing happens. Uh, oh, you notice? Turn it, it on. Shit. Yeah, yeah you you gotta... the car, man. Reggie goes to the cockish pit and uh, puts it. There you turn, go. Turns there's it a, on. There's a slot for you to slide the card into. As soon as you do, the dashboard lights up. Holograms oh. pop up. Oh. This thing has a hands-off display. Oh, so, God. Yeah, all you, you don't even have to grab a wheel or a stick or anything. You just There's a there's a hologram in front of you that looks like a radar screen with all sorts of small buttons hovering around it. And you just sort of stick your hands out in the air and move them around. Reggie is speechless. It's all very Tony Stark. <laughs> are, you, are you comfortable with this thing, man? Do you ever, you ever do that the whole thing with the... With the what? With the, the hologrammy stuff there? Like, you're a stick and wheel man, right? I'm mostly a stick and wheel man, but a lot of this is is it's based on stick and wheel. It's just they didn't want to spend the money on the stick or the wheel, so they just ah, made a hologram. That's right. Like this is cheaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's cheaper to make it hands off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I mean, I'm just it's it it's it translates. It's no problem. Okay. I mean, I, I trust. I trust you. 
Yeah, I mean, so it's going to be fun. Uh, the dashboard lights up, the hologram control display comes up, and the computer's mechanized and personality-less voice comes through the speakers. Welcome, Reggie Carlisle. I am Regulus 2. Regulus 2, it is wonderful to meet you. Is this the first time you've spoken? I have spoken upon several occasions during right. test operations. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute, but may I call you Reggie Jr.? Alias Calibrated. Oh, it's wonderful. Wonderful. He's a little stiff, Reg. He is a little stiff. Um, Reg Reggie Jr., how do we go about loosening you up a bit? I Please, do not uh, understand. Maybe I should rephrase that a different way. Uh, display options for personality enhancement and or loosening. Uh, a menu comes up for personality modules, and there are none. Oh, shit. Well, I'm going to have to do some programming, I think. I'm going to have to break him in for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, who knows if we'll ever be following them outside. Folks at XI don't consider uh, computer personalities to be very important. Yes, I mean, that, that doesn't come as a, as a surprise at all. No. No. The whole ship, no personality at all. Look, it's all gold and I mean, gleaming. There's no, no scuffs, no dents. I mean... Yeah, you know, for the you know, I mean, it's beautiful at first, but now that you bring that up, there is just absolutely no personality to this thing. <laughs> I mean, I take Tyro any day. Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And we're just kind of like his head just drops a little bit, and he's just thinking, like, "Oh, we've got to do something about this." I feel, I sort of feel bad for Reggie Junior now. He's missing out. Do these things learn? I mean, learn to like. Well, I mean, they're based on they're an AI. This is uh, like the complete opposite of. Remember Stevo's ship? Oh mm -hmm. God, Stevo's ship. <laughs> yes, the, the monster. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I feel like we could. Man, I, I don't know if we'll fly this thing again, but we could just totally. I mean, we could put some some uh, personality programming in there. You know. Well, maybe wait till we get like I don't want to don't I don't want to fuck the ship up before we're gonna need the ship. All right, well, just okay. Now you're right. I won't screw with any of that. I know it's I've got Steve O on the brain, and just you know, <laughs> he showed me some things in passing, and uh, I just I, I if we're lucky enough to to fly the ship again, then maybe I'll tinker a little bit. But yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Destination coordinates have already been input. I am Wonderful. ready for slip at any time. That's... Help me grab the rest of the shit. Let's let's get everything locked down, and then uh, we'll get the hell out of here. Sweet. Yeah, they do it. Everything is just ready to go. <laughs> Good. All right, I'm going to need a slip space dynamics roll from you, Reggie. All right, I'm going to do that right now. Plus two, psych... Psyche, right? Shit, it is psyche, yeah. Is it for slip dynamics? I thought so, no. Maybe. I don't have it. <laughs> well, piloting is great, but slip dynamics, I believe, was psyche. Right. Okay. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> good, great. Don't I got listen six, to me. I don't know. Six on there, plus two, eight. Guys, my little pony dice. Nice. That is a beautiful, that is a yes and. Next time there's a Hascon, you got to make the trip. It is worth the purchase <laughs> of the dice. 
at Hascon, Providence, Rhode Island. Do it. <laughs> okay, there's there's something about this slip, and you you only realize it after it's over. Usually, there's this weird sort of electric sensation that sweeps through your body, and you feel like cold and hot shooting down the center of you. You barely feel a thing in this ship. Reggie, Reggie Junior, why did I not feel fade, any of that? Everything sort of fades out. Uh, this this ship has the most recent uh, slip capacitor and uh, whole dynamic. Uh, what is it called? Temporary resistance amplification systems. Please show me the specs on that particular div- on a particular part of your program. Up comes a, a diagram of the ship showing the TRAP, the temporal resistance amplification pod, which supplies an energy field around the vessel, protecting you from. Uh, the warp and woof of subspace. So, just is, comparatively to the Marduk, it's it's like it's it's way just like the the, the specs. The difference is is, cr- is crazy. Yeah, it's like uh, you ever drive a Porsche? No, but I've been in one. Okay, it's it's like that. Everything everything is quieter and smoother, and you barely feel a thing. This is nuts. Thank you, thank you, Reggie Junior. And then the next thing you know, reality is phasing back in around you. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com. (laughs) Oh my god, I hope we didn't record that part. (laughs) Hey everybody! It's <laughs> me. I don't do that's that. I'm nobody. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'll have to. I'll have to edit this all. We'll piece it all back yeah. together. <laughs> the hidden archive. Yep. Yep.